I think the last 11 episodes have been, um, you know, very off the cuff, very extemporaneous, uh, and really an extension of conversations we've had in the last three or four years together. Um, I was just saying before, I think the only difference is for me that, that when we hit the record button, there's a, there is a, a very palpable sense here of uh, a stillness or a presence that lifts and, and, and forms um, around us. And, and that's, that's one of the things that I think we could perhaps seek to evoke for the listener uh, and I think we can do that by, by going on a little journey together I thought of it as a, as a kind of pilgrimage where we literally look at the very heart of, of what we've been discussing because I think we've been discussing very much two um, wings of the bird and the first, the first wing has been I think what you said before, Steve, to me, just before we started to roll, you said there's a lot of behavioural drivers that are unconscious to us. Yeah, uh, and I think that that as a, as a first step and a starter, when the experiences happen in our life, just to push the pause button, to not react on those physiological, behavioural, emotional impulses and just look to see what is arising in that moment. Even throughout uh, my experience, I have been shocked at when I've just taken a pause and realised that the majority of uh, my reactions are not based on that present interaction with a particular individual or individuals. They are invoking um, years and years of conditioning, past behaviour, insecurities, a sense of lack, all coming into that one moment. And then if not, you're not conscious of this, then that then just comes straight out into that interaction with the other person. And that other person who then experiences perhaps what I've done can then take that as being an absolute truth. So that's incredibly well put. Uh, and I think this idea that when we turn up uh, to uh, an encounter with somebody else, that we're not pure and present. What we are is um, representing a lifetime of conditioning that we can't see. And the person that we're in front of is doing precisely the same thing. And in, in many cases, there isn't a recognition of this. So, as you just said, uh, the behaviours that, that arise are seen as truth. They're seen as my point of view. They're seen as something that I want to die in the trench over. And it, it seems to, to me that this way of uh, interacting in the world uh, 
is just a recipe for conflict because it's, it's based on a, a very considerable mistaken assumption. And so what you were saying before is that by revealing, as I think we've, we've spoken about the last 11 episodes, a lot of the ways we may respond but not recognise that we're responding from. And instead of trying to change them, say we must be something else, is to simply notice them and, and not to see them as hard truths that we then act from. And that's where your idea of, of the pause comes in. Uh, and and this, this, again, we could consider a, a form of mindful practice where we are simply allowing what arises to be as it is. And we discussed before rolling, what does that term uh, actually mean to us? And we both came up with the same analogy. We said beautiful. beautiful way into this. Allow all things to be as they are does one uh, critical thing, and that is that it drops our sense of I or self from the experience of being. So allowing all things to be as they are means that we no longer seek to control or influence or even prefer one outcome over the other. And again, it is the sense that we have of ourselves as author, doer, controller, that we feel we, we must be continually engaged in, in doing, that drops with this particular uh, phrase. I think it is a phrase that is redolent, as you say, with beauty and power. So as a, as a sort of two-step process, to just repeat what, what you said before, in many of our social encounters that, that, that are both positive, neutral and negative, we are turning up to them with a whole pile of implicit, unconscious preferences and conditioning. And in the course of that encounter, um, we are not present for what is truly appearing. We're seeing things through a series of very dirty um, filters and glasses. By recognising this, we no longer are caught in the net of behaviours that we somehow elevate as truths. We relax into the idea that our natural sense of divine presence can, if allowed to express itself, deal with in creative and appropriate ways 
whatever arises on stage for us. The only word that keeps sort of popping up into my mind as you were speaking was that of acceptance. So when we allow all things to be as they are, not only do we accept whatever external situations are taking place, whether they are positive, negative or neutral, as you mentioned, but there's also a quality of the interactions that we have where even without saying anything, a person suddenly feels comfortable in our presence. They feel that sense of, of non, non-judgment, of just accepting whoever they are, whatever state they arise to, you allow that person to be as they are. But it's also not for other people as well. If we accept everything as it is, then we also accept who and what we are. With all its, all its flaws, with any sense of lack, there's a dissolving that takes place and it's just simply being with, as you say before, whatever arises. That judgmental, that self-critical, uh, that self-narrative mind can disappear. What we can test Test this claim out as often as you wish. It's to see that that narrative mind, uh, and what we mean there is the the mind that is continually throwing up thought after thought about whether this situation is a benefit to me or potentially could cause me harm, or something I want, or something that I don't want. This narrative stream of thought is completely unnecessary it's it's like a it's like an unwelcome passenger in the car that somehow snuck in and then ends up taking hold of the steering wheel and 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 driving the thing the natural divine intelligence that we are doesn't need this and can act with a kind of unlimited bandwidth and an unlimited capacity if this is allowed to express itself without a narrow, constricted filter that the narrative thought provides. So what we're really talking about here is in order to discover what we are, We want to quieten and still and stop this narrative stream of thought. And one of the the tried and tested techniques of people like Ramana Maharshi and Robert Adams is to remember to do just one thing, one thing above all others. And that is to not turn to the form or the experience, whether that's thought motion sensation, not turn to that and be enraptured by its, its allure, but to turn back from that and look at who or what it is 
in which that arises. So we turn from what we see as the object and everything that arises is an object to us, arising in something, to what might be the subject. And that's what I think we can seek to experience right here, right now. And to do so, what we want to, to do is, is settle and relax our body because this is not a psychological game, even though it might sound it. It's, it's actually a union of body and mind, a seeing that there really isn't a separation between either. Both are just concepts arising in what we are. So one of the, the, the golden roads to, to settling and quietening is breath. Breath is natural, rhythmic, and can simply arise, abide and subside all by itself. So rather than taking deep breaths or shallow breaths or watching a diaphragm or anything else, just rest in whatever rhythm you feel is a part of your essence, your essential breathing rhythm. And just be aware of breath entering the body and breath leaving the body. And as you're aware of this, you'll also be aware that there is a point at which the breath leaves the body where there is an absence or an emptiness. There's a spaciousness that is present there. And then just like a wave on the ocean, there is a new cycle. And as you sink into this and you feel your body relax, your arms and your legs, just find their place. Just settle. You'll see your mind slow. A thought may be present. If it arises, simply allow it to arise. Just like the breath, it will pass. There's no need to attach a story to that thought. There's no need to follow it anywhere. Thoughts arise, abide and subside all by themselves just like breath. And as this settling occurs, just allow a question. Where am I? 
This is not a question about where your body is or where your mind is, but just where this quiet space is. The question might not make any sense because unlike an object, we can't point to a location or even a duration. It is somehow outside of space and time. And if we see ourselves as outside of space and time, not located, not bordered by skin or bone, we can understand that the others that we see as separate from us, that we spend our time talking with, they too are of this nature. Not a separate bit of it, but the whole of it, just as we are. If you are sensing this, you may wish to consider whether this is just a state that comes and goes, that feels pleasant and relaxed, or whether this is indeed who we are at source, and that it is everything else that comes and goes. And if that holds true in your experience, then what would it be like to locate here instead of being hypnotized by everything that comes and goes? further into that mystery, that mystery of who and what we are, which is everywhere and nowhere. And thoughts and the mind might be trying to grapple with this even be seeing this as nonsensical but the more that you stay with this the mind that self-narrative mind begins to quiet and what's left stillness spaciousness and peace.
and then you realise that this is all within you that this search in the external world of formal things is not going to be found there it's there right within you within all of us So there's no real search. There's no real meaning. There's no real purpose to this opera or to this dance that all of us are involved in. However, when we come from this space of stillness, enjoy the opera or this dance so much more without any attachment without any concern without any fear we can just show up to life and this state of stillness is beyond emotion this state of peace and stillness is not a feeling or an emotion. It is a state of being. It is who and what you are.